to the IASA podcast. Uh, I am Jason Neville. I'm the Assistant Director of Communications. With me is Paula Williams, Principal Consultant at the Illinois State Board of Education uh, in their Nutrition Department. Uh, Paula, welcome to the IASA podcast. Uh, today's podcast is to give uh, superintendents a briefer sort of explainer about uh, the food distribution program at schools. So we'll just start right there with a very simple question for Paula. What is the food uh, distribution program? Thank you, Jason. Uh, the Food Distribution Program is a national program funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, and it provides food to school children while supporting American agriculture and distributing high-quality American-grown USDA foods. Who's eligible to participate? So every entity that participates in the National School Lunch Program is eligible to receive USDA foods, and that includes public schools, charter schools, private schools, um, even regional office of education programs, special ed cooperatives, and residential childcare institutions. Now, how does the funding work? So, USDA provides uh, funding to states, and then the states allocate those funds equitably among the National School Lunch Program participants. Uh, school districts are allocated funds based on meal counts. So, the more children that eat lunch, the more funds your district is allocated. Um, for school year 2020, Illinois has approximately $60 million to spend, and there are just over 1,000 entities entitled to spend it. Then what are the spending options? Uh, so the food distribution program has three spending options, um, which I'll refer to frequently, and they're available to all districts. All participants can use any of the options. You can do one, two, three, or any combination of, and you can vary your choice from year to year. Um, the options include USDA Foods, which are also known as commodities or brown box, um, DOD Fresh, which is fresh fruits and vegetables, and those are distributed by the Department of Defense. And then the final one is diversion to processor. And this is where a district will tell the state to divert USDA foods to a manufacturing company to have those foods processed into one or more end products. Now an end product is a food that requires less prep time for your staff and is often like a heat and serve item, such as French toast sticks or turkey chili. Where would districts go to order food? So the Illinois State Board has a data system. It's called the Illinois Commodity System. Um, it's web-based, but it's not part of IWAS, so keep that in mind. Um, so it's standalone. It is accessible from the ISBE website. Uh, it does require a login and password, but it's easy to obtain. Um, simply fill out a form that we have on the website and if it's for your food service staff, they would need the superintendent's signature. Uh, the Illinois Commodity System manages annual orders, monthly deliveries, and the funding. And um, when you pick the other two spending options, uh, DOD Fresh or Diversion to Processor, uh, access to other data systems does become necessary, but I am your point person for access to any of the systems. What type of foods are available? Um, so we'll refer back to three spending options. So first with USDA foods or the commodities, we have everything. We have beef, chicken, turkey, pork, cheese, fruits and vegetables, um, pasta, rice, and the list goes on. So for school year 2020, we offered approximately 75 food items to schools. Uh, with DOD Fresh, the offerings include nearly any fruit and vegetable that's grown in the United States, um, but these offerings are seasonal. So keep that in mind when you're ordering. Um, DOD does issue a catalog of offerings each week and the districts can choose from those. Um, usually at the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year, uh, the offerings are plentiful. Sometimes in the winter, they get a little sparse. Um, when it comes to diversion to processor, which is our third spinning option, um, the foods are limitless. 
Uh, districts can divert, for example, commodity cheese, flour, and tomato paste to a company and they can make that into a pizza. Or you can divert chicken and have that made into chicken fingers. And again, the list goes on. So basically any food on your menu is available through the food distribution program. How can the food distribution program help a school superintendent's budget? So this is the main reason I wanted to talk to IESA today. Um, for new superintendents and even existing ones, there's a lot of value in the food distribution program. So they say that the food distribution program funding should constitute about 20% of a district's food budget each year, which is significant. Um, in the nutrition division at ISBE, uh, we have monitors that go out and conduct resource management reviews. And what they often find is that districts operate their food programs at a deficit, which we don't want to see and we know you guys don't want that either. So for those of you out there, take a look at your budget and make sure that um, your food service staff is aware that the value of the USDA foods directly affects your budget and that um, you can get the value out of the program. These are very high quality foods. Oftentimes they're equal or better to the commercial equivalent. Um, and for most districts, the value well surpasses the effort necessary to manage the program. It's a pretty simple program. Um, so we encourage you to utilize it. Are there any differences for districts that use food service management companies or vendors to provide the meals to students? So there's no differences when it comes to eligibility or allocation of funds or spending options. That's across the board the same for every district, every participant. Um, but I will point out that for districts that have a contract with a food service management company or a vendor, there is specific language in the contract related to the food distribution program. And this was written with the intent of holding for-profit companies accountable for ensuring that the school districts they serve receive the maximum value of foods that they're entitled to. So ISBE monitors this usage, but we also need school districts to be aware of the provisions and to also do some monitoring of their contracts as well to hold the companies accountable. Um, companies should utilize all the food distribution entitlement in a year, um, but at a very minimum, the contract language states that 85% usage must be met. What happens when districts don't utilize all of their allocated food distribution program funds? So when a school district doesn't use all their funds, they go back to being state funds. And the state is required by the USDA to utilize those funds each year. So as a state, we open unused funds up to any school that can use them by the end of the school year. And we do this in a variety of ways. So I'll go back to the three spending options. Um, when we have USDA foods, what we do is we put notices in our Illinois commodity system that we have extra food or bonus food available and it's first come first serve. Um, so if you can use extra canned peaches or canned green beans, first come first serve, you're welcome to them. Um, and again, we manage that through the Illinois commodity system. When it comes to DOD fresh, which are your fresh fruits and vegetables, um, if there are unused funds come May of the year, we will take those funds back as state funds and offer them to any school participating in DOD that can spend them on fruits and veggies by the end of the school year. We often call this process a free-for-all. Again, we post notices um, and it's managed through DOD's data system, which is called favors. Then for commodities that are diverted to processors, we have what we call state account pounds. So when a district doesn't utilize all their diversions, we make those available to any school that can utilize them. So part of my job is to work with directly with the manufacturers and their brokers to facilitate transfers to ensure that the districts are able to use these foods. Um, but bottom line is that when other districts fail to use their allocation, um, it's a gift to other districts. Because as a state, 
we don't cap a district's utilization. So you may start out with a certain amount of money, but we don't cap you at that amount of money. The state's interest is ensuring that all funds are spent by the end of the year. So once a district has had their opportunity to spend their specific funds, we open it up to anyone. So here's an example. Say a district's allocated $50,000 at the beginning of a year, but it takes advantage of unused foods or dollars towards the end of the year. That district could end up utilizing $55,000, which would be $5,000 more than originally allocated. Well, that's all really great information, and I, I'm glad we were able to share it. I know some uh, superintendents out there had some questions about how all of this works. Uh, if they have any questions, uh, can you just sort of give them your contact information? Sure. ISB? Thank you, Jason. Um, so my name is Paula Williams. I work at ISBE and my phone number is 217-782-2491. Um, or you can reach me by email. It's my name shortened. So P-A-W-I-L-L-I-A at ISBE.net. Please contact me anytime with any questions or comments about the food distribution program. We um, encourage you to utilize it and really appreciate the time that IASA has allowed us to share some information. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. The ISA podcast is distributed in Apple Podcasts and uh, a lot of the other places where you can listen to uh, podcasts. We also distribute it on social media. Uh, so thank you, Paula. And we'll be back with uh, another episode at some point. We're going to keep them coming for you. Thanks, everybody.